0: Well I know that today is a day when many of you are maybe looking forward to the playoffs for the NFL, Uh, but I didn't want to talk about football today. I wanted to talk about another sport, basketball, because I believe that basketball has something to teach us uh, today as we go into uh, the world, into what we are doing uh, these days. I think basketball actually has a really important lesson uh, for us and that's this. It's the lesson of learning how to pivot. In basketball. When I was in seventh grade, my coach, his name was uh, Dale Ross, uh, and Coach Ross was, uh, a, to me, he was this huge man. He was over six feet, he was 200 something pounds, and uh, Mr. Ross, or Coach Ross, he taught me the art of pivoting. It was probably the first time I remember learning uh, about the, 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 the role of pivoting in basketball. One of these lessons is, is how to pivot. Because pivoting is so important. If, if you are playing basketball, if you're dribbling down the court, you get so You stop the ball, right? The game is not over, but you have to find a way to keep that ball moving towards your net. And so he taught me the art of stopping with the ball and then pivoting, where you plant your foot and then you can pivot around and you protect that ball from the defense until you can find another one of your teammates and pass that ball off to. So he taught us the art of pivoting. It's an important part of the game because without knowing how to pivot, you're dead in the water. You're dead in the water, if, if, if I'm going towards this hoop and I'm going down and I stop and I don't pivot, then the defense can get upon me and they can take that ball or they can steal that ball or the ball can be turned over. The art of pivoting is one where you hold onto that ball and you keep it protected until you can pass it off to your teammates and you can keep going down the field looking for the shot. We're learning today all about pivoting. Because once you stop that ball, you have to learn how to pivot if you're going to make it through. And that's what we're going to learn today. We're going to learn how to win in 2021 from a basketball move called the pivot. You and I have to learn how to pivot in this life if we're going to make it through and if we're going to win in 2021. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Today, uh, our story is actually going to be coming to us from, um, from Luke, the Gospel of Luke. We're going to look at that today in the Gospel of Luke, specifically in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And we're going to learn a story about how Jesus' disciples learned to pivot when Jesus showed up early one day. So uh, with that, if you want, you can look in Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at verses 1 through 11. If you have your Bibles with you, you'll want to keep them with you because we'll go back to the verse a couple of times, or maybe if you've got the Bible app, uh, feel free to open that up if you're not using your phone for the, for the service now. But we want to look at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And as you turn there this morning, I want to pray for us. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the gift of every new day. I thank you that you are the one who teaches us, Lord, uh, the art of the pivot and how important it is uh, to do in our lifetime. We pray that you would speak to us from the Bible this morning, you would speak to our heads and our hearts, Holy Spirit, and you would challenge us, change us, and you would encourage us we pray. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're looking today at Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. And Luke chapter 5 says this, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, a great crowd pressed in to listen to him uh, share the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon its owner to push out into the water. So he sat in the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. When he'd finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night, and we didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll go and let down the nets again. And this time their nets were so full of fish that they began to tear a shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish, and they were on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I am such a sinful man, for he was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and they followed Jesus. The art of the pivot. Simon Peter is a great example for us of someone who learned how to pivot, he was a fisherman. Right? If we read this story, we understand he was a fisherman. Fishing was in his blood. His family were fishermen. His brothers were fishermen. His friends were fishermen. He ate fish for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Fishing was in his blood. If you were to ask Peter at this point in time in his life, he probably thought, well, what are you going to do when you grow up? I'm going to be a fisherman. I'm going to marry a fishing woman. I'm going to marry someone who's going to help me fish. And, and is, uh, maybe married someone from the fishing village. They'd, they'd raised two boys and three girls who all loved how to fish. Fishing was in his blood. It was his life. It was what Peter knew. But then one day, this guy, Jesus, shows up on the shore. And he asks Peter to push out from shore in his boat. And he taught Peter in this moment to learn how to pivot. Jesus met them after a long night of fishing. And th- what the story tells you is that this, they weren't with their nets. They, were cl- or they weren't with their boats. They were with their nets. They were cleaning the nets. They were getting ready to put them away because they'd used them all night long and, and they hadn't caught anything but seaweed. And so they're cleaning the nets when Jesus walks up and says, hey, let's go out and let's try this again. And in the story, in this first encounter, uh, Peter, what does he say in, in verse 5 if you've got your Bible? He says, Master, we worked hard all last night. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so... But if you say so, if you say so, then I'll let down my nets again. If you say it, then I'll let down my nets again. I hear in my my head that, that Peter's saying this from a sarcastic perspective. That's what I hear him saying. I hear him saying it sarcastically like, well, okay, we didn't catch anything all night. But if you say so, I guess that's what we'll do. And suddenly there was so much fish that they didn't know what to do. There were so many fish in the boat that both boats were filled on the verge of collapsing and and sinking. They were completely overwhelmed with fish. And these fishermen, these masters in their craft, these men who were out late all night long, were out fishing all night because that's the best time for them to catch the fish. They knew the tides. They knew the waters. They had been out all night long and they didn't catch anything. They knew what to do and they didn't catch a thing. And now this strange man shows up on the uh, water's edge, and he says, hey, go out a little bit further, and you'll catch some fish. And that's what they caught. Tons and tons of fish. Peter can see that there's something different about this guy. There's something special about him. And because he sees that, Peter pivots. He moves. If you have your Bible open, what does Peter do next? After Jesus and he talked, what is Peter's next response to Jesus? After the fish are caught, what does he do? He asked for forgiveness. Why does he ask for forgiveness? Again, I think it's because he was being sarcastic. He's like, yeah, if you say so, whatever. And he's like, oh my gosh. Lord, please forgive me. Forgive me. I was flippant and I was sarcastic. Clearly, you're some guy who's got power over fish. I, I should have recognized that. I shouldn't have been so sarcastic. He didn't believe is what it comes down to. And Peter apologizes to Jesus for his disbelief. And in that moment, in that moment, Peter's pivoting. In that moment, Peter pivots. He followed Jesus away from being a catcher of fish to being someone who was facing an unknown future. But in his unknown future, he was going to become a fisher of men. Let me ask you something, back to our basketball analogy for a moment. What's involved in pivoting? If you've ever played basketball, or maybe if you haven't, maybe you can think through this, probably know enough about it to understand what's involved in pivoting. When when you pivot, when you have a basketball and you're dribbling down the court, when you're coming down, you stop and you brace a foot. As soon as you stop, you set one foot and one foot becomes absolutely rock solid. You can't move that foot, right? Pivoting is essentially moving around that one position. This foot has to stay completely still. It has to be not moving at all. Because if you move your foot at all, it's called traveling. Right? And so your foot has to be firmly planted. It can't move. And it's a penalty. If you travel with the ball, if I stop and I pivot and then I do this again, that's traveling. And so what ends up happening, that's a double dribble, but if I do this and I do like this, that's traveling. And so that ball then gets turned over to the other team. Right? We don't want that. We don't want to turn our balls over to the other team. A successful pivot requires that your foot is planted and that it is firmly rooted and it does not move. And Simon Peter pivots. He plants his foot by trusting in Jesus. He leaves his home. He leaves his livelihood. He leaves his fishing, his his hopes and dreams of a future of fishing. He left everything he had, his entire world, he left it to follow Jesus. Simon Peter is pivoting. And because of that decision to pivot, he went on to become one of the most influential people in church history. In order for us to win 2021, we have to learn how to pivot and to be comfortable with pivoting. As you consider what pivoting might look like for you, what is the solid ground that you are standing on? What is the solid ground that you are seeing? Or in order for you to pivot and be open to to change in this new year, we have to think about where our foot is planted. What is our foot stabilized on? Let me ask you, do you trust our political system? Do you trust in the economy and in business? Do you trust in the medical institution these days? Do you trust in education? Do you trust in the church? What are you trusting in? What is your institution that you are trusting in? I ask you this not because I think any of those areas are untrustworthy and don't deserve your trust. I do. And hopefully they have some redeeming qualities. But here's the thing. Are those institutions enough for you to place your foot and pivot? Can you solidly put your foot onto the institution of the government or the institution of medicine or the institution of education or business or even the institution of the church? Can you put your foot solidly on any of those things and pivot in 2021? We all wanna win 2021. We are tired. We're exhausted people after 2020. We're crawling our way into this new year. And when you think about pivoting this year, when you think about pivoting this year, is your foot on solid ground? Because I don't think there's anything that humankind can offer us that is stable enough for us to plant our feet. But God, who does not change, who is unchanging, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, God will never change. He can provide that sta- stability. Are you planting your foot on a faith that cannot be shaken? Do you turn to God when politics anger you or when the pandemic scares you? Do you turn to God, does your faith sustain you when you've been let down in education or been let down by the stock market or been let down by the church? Is the ground you're standing on something that you can pivot on? Is the ground you're standing on that solid? Because if not, you're gonna slide. If not, you're gonna travel. If not, you are going to lose that ball. You're going to turn it over to the opposition. To pivot, we need to identify where to plant our foot, and then we need to spin and move with our other foot. We need to put that foot down and then begin to move. You can move all the way around as long as that foot is stable. When you're on solid ground, you can be open to change without fear because your foot is solid. When you face an obstacle, you can stand your ground in faith, but then you can keep moving. You don't have to be afraid of whatever it is that's coming towards you. We have to pivot, to look for openings, to look for ways to keep the game always moving forward. As a church, we're doing that right now. As a church, we're doing that. We, we can't keep doing what we've been doing, that's for sure. Co- the, the world of COVID has completely exploded on the scene <clears throat> And it's having its impact on us. It's having an impact financially. It's having an impact on us socially. It's having an impact on our membership spiritually. Our community is being impacted by COVID. And we can't go back and do what we were doing before COVID. And so the leadership is learning. We're watching. We're paying attention. How can we pivot in light of COVID? What do we have to do in order to pivot now? I'm watching churches. I'm reading articles. I'm I'm listening Uh, to leaders talk, and, and churches that are staying the same or churches that are trying to wait till they can go back to what we were doing before COVID, they are getting swallowed up. They're getting swallowed up and they're disappearing. They cannot sustain themselves because they're not learning how to pivot. They stopped moving forward in the game. They're not pivoting and the defense has trapped them. It's consumed them. They have no momentum and they're going to be forced to turn over the ball. That's what's happening. We don't want that as a church. We are right now asking God to show us how to pivot. We're saying, God, we don't know what the future holds, but we have the ball. We've got our foot planted in you. We want to learn how to pivot. We want to ask you, God, to show us what that looks like. So I'm asking you today, right now, would you please pray for your leadership? Before you go to bed tonight, when you lay your head on that pillow, would you pray for the leadership of this church that God would give us wisdom to know how to pivot in the days ahead, we seek and covenant. We ask for you to give us that prayer. How can you win? How can we win in 2021? We can win by pivoting, by being open to change and by becoming the church that God wants us to become in this new year. That's how we can win. That's how we can win 2021. But how about you? How can you win in 2021? What's an area that God is asking you to pivot in this new year? Is there something that you've been doing for a while that no longer brings you joy? Is there something that doesn't challenge you anymore? That's become boring? doesn't challenge you in the way it used to? It doesn't inspire you? Is there something that is not encouraging growth in you? That you're just marking time doing the same things over and over again? Maybe you need to pivot. Maybe you need to pivot. Maybe you need to hear this message today and you need to be aware that God is saying it's time to pivot are you realizing that it's time for you to stop, to, to, to plant your foot <clears throat> in faith, to plant that foot and to trust in God so that you can move around and keep looking for where God is moving in your life? Trust that God is now uh, giving you a new direction to pivot towards. Because here's the thing about 2020. We all went dribbling onto the court in 2020. And when we got to March, there was this huge defender... This big ugly guy on the other team who just stood there named COVID and he just wanted the ball. And we came up against him and many of us just stopped in fear because he was so scary. And I get that. But we have a chance to pivot and move that ball around and keep looking for where we can pass that ball off and keep moving down the field. If we want to learn to win in 2021, we've got to learn how to pivot. What does pivoting look like for you in your job, in your family, in your faith? Where do you need to pivot your foot in faith and begin to look anew at the options that are available to you? The great thing about pivoting is that even though our momentum has slowed, if I was coming down and I had to stop because the defense was there, even though my momentum has stopped, I can still pivot pivot, and I can look for where to pass that ball off to. And by doing that, I can keep the momentum alive I can keep moving in the game. So you keep bouncing, keep looking for options, keep pivoting around, keep allowing yourself to move in a different direction, keep moving forward. Don't ever give up, keep pivoting. That's the great gift that God has given to us. We're only a few weeks into this new year and so I know that what I'm saying might sound overwhelming. You might be exhausted from 2020 and and looking at 2021 and maybe 2021 seems like the big ugly defender on the other team to you. There's so many unanswered questions and we don't know what is going to happen in this new year. It can feel like all, uh, th- that you've been out all night long and that you've been casting your nets into the water over and over and over only to catch no fish whatsoever. But here's the thing, don't give up. Jesus is here and he's saying, push out a little farther. Go out into the deeper water and let down your nets again. And as you do, you will catch more fish than you can ever imagine. There are fish waiting to fill your nets in a new way. And so pivot. Learn to pivot. Pivot and be open to change as it appears in front of you, and you will win the day in 2021. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Father God in heaven, I pray that you would be with us. Jesus, I ask that you would uh, comfort us as we are feeling restless, as we are seeking the unknown, as we prayed this morning that there's, there's hatred in our country and there's anger and there's, there's fear all over the place. Lord, we pray that, that love would start within us, that you would start with us and that you would fill our hearts with love. And that as we're doing that, Lord, we would understand that we are firmly placing our faith in you that we're putting our faith, we're putting our foot down in faith, and we're learning to pivot, to look for where you are moving, to look for the opportunities that you have in front of us, not to be afraid of change as it comes, but to look at change as an opportunity to find you in a new way. And so whatever all of us are facing, God, whatever we're facing in our homes, in our workplaces, in our heads, in our hearts, Lord, wherever we are, Lord, I pray that you would show us how to pivot. God, teach us to be the church that you want us to be. We pray for the leadership of this church as we make decisions in the coming weeks and months and even this year ahead. Lord, teach us how to pivot and to be the church that you want us to be. We thank you for the gifts that you give us and how we can give them back to you freely, learning how to do that, we pray uh, every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.